into the contest. It's Friday the 26th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you, my friend? Have you got the Christmas tree up yet? Not yet, Timmy. Uh, this Sunday, I'll go down to the um, the local scouts normally sell the Christmas tree. So we'll, we'll get a fresh one, as we always do. And uh, yeah, it's a big moment in the Lee household. So yeah, this Sunday, mate, I'll be putting it up and the kids love to decorate it. So that's my job for Sunday when I get back from the boys' weekend. So you'll put it up or is that... Is that you just telling that to the people of this podcast? Exactly, the latter, yep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a huge show on the way. Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker is here and former Olympian, he's back. John Stephenson's in the house. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Now, Shane, interesting decision by Usman Khawaja to allow Travis Head to bat in the Sheffield Shield game. Uh, He gave him another opportunity. I'll let you explain it, but uh, these two, obviously, the two captains of of Queensland and South Australia, they're going head-to-head. They're also going head-to-head to to see who'll get the number five spot in the test team. Yeah, this is what I love about the build-up to a big series like the Ashes series. Um, As you said, Queensland versus South Australia in a critical Shield game here. There's only one spot left in the team, and that spot has been um, fought over by the two captains in Kawaja and uh, and Travis Head. Kawaja being a captain of Queensland and Head the captain of South Australia. They both failed first innings, so all eyes are on them for the second innings. Unfortunate for Kawaja being the captain, um, Queensland were way on top, and they put South Australia back in which meant that potentially Kawaja wouldn't get a second knock and open the door for Travis Head. And guess what? Travis Head piled on 100. So he's pretty much now almost sealed his position, I think, in this Ashes side. And um, Kawaja, he had to do the right thing. You are captain and the team comes first, but I'm sure he would have been disappointed. There's been a bit of a pile on to Tim Payne, hasn't there? The, this Q&A uh, show that they have on the ABC on Thursday night. It seemed like anyone who had an opinion wanted to just drop the knee in. I, I think it gets a little bit um, sickening after after a while. Everyone with their own view, uh, everyone sort of forgetting any of their own indiscretions and just laying the boot in. I think I think it's over the top, personally. Yeah, people do forget quickly, and as you're right, Timmy, everyone has indiscretions and of all varying levels, mate. But um, yeah, people do like to put the boot in, particularly of someone of, of high profile. Um, we've said it on this podcast before, and we'll say it again. He, he was, he was. Um, this was dealt with. He's had to deal with it personally with his wife. Um, they've sorted through the issues, and we should move on. And um, yeah, I do feel for, sorry for the guy now, but it's, it's going to be hanging around until way after the first test, mate. I think. Oh yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? In the modern yep. world, the songs of the Barmy Army, but. Uh, that line in the Bible, those who haven't sinned, cast the first stone. A few people should mm. read that a few times. This is Afternoon Sport. Coming up next, we have Brisbane comedian, rugby league lover, Shadwicker. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. 
In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Oh, we love a Friday, and we love our man, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. How are you? Good morning, lads. I'm doing fine. I'm in, a, I'm in an airport at the moment, about to head to Adelaide for a couple of shows this weekend. So if anyone is in uh, Adelaide listening to the pod, come down to the Rhino Room yeah. tonight. The Rhino Room. What happens after 10 o'clock at the Rhino Room? Does it transform <laughs> into something else? No prizes for guessing. I mean, I'll tell you this much, right? We go down Hindley Street on uh, in Adelaide, and anything mm. could happen. I might miss my flight home, which is two days later. <laughs> yeah, Shad, I'll- I want to start with a bit of rugby league. The Dolphins, your new team, you, you may be taking the paddock here soon, mate. There's no, no one's been recruited. Look, it is a, it's, you know what's a worry is obviously I jumped allegiance on this podcast. I said, look, 2022 is my final year as a Warriors fan, and I wouldn't believe that uh, I'd be looking at, you know, what are we, nearly a month has gone from the uh, transfer window opening, and the Warriors have done better recruiting than the bloody Dolphins. What is happening right now? Like, they just, it, I think um, it's very clear that every player agent in rugby league is using the Dolphins to boost up every contract Definitely. they have got around, which is exactly what the Warriors were used for for the last 15 odd years. And it's just happening to the Dolphins. I'm concerned. You guys, you're well in the know. Is someone going to sign with the Dolphins? I don't think the Cheese is going to do it. I don't think he's going to be signed. Welsh has already said no. What's mm. left? Polo? Are you kidding me? That's not a marquee on it. Yeah, you, there's twelve months. There's twelve months to think about. A lot can happen in that period. Well, Brandon Smith's every chance. Uh, I know the red carpet got laid out for him by the Roosters yesterday, but uh, you would think it's down to those two clubs for 2023 whether he's going to be a Rooster, hectic cheese, or a Dolphin. He'd be a good first up. My, I, I hope he doesn't go to the Roosters. I just think, you know, they've got enough. You know what I mean? They, like Roosters fans are insufferable. And to have the hectic cheese go there would be heartbreaking to me. Why doesn't anyone want to be the face of a brand new franchise with the greatest coach of all time? It's blowing my mind. Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. I, I think it's uh, – I think – to Tim's point, it's early doors and uh, they do have a year, but I think they really do need the marquee signing because with that comes other players, but no one really wants to be the first one to go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we said this last week. They are they are one of, if not the greatest feeder area for mm. rugby league. I think they're still going to field a side that, I'll put it this way, I don't think they're going to be, even if they don't do a marquee signing, I think they'll get enough parts that they will not be a wooden spoon starting team. Like I think they will be. They won't be a top eight team from the get go if they don't sign someone pretty impressive. But there's not a lot left. And even if we're saying you know waiting another year, um, like you mentioned, you know the Kalen Ponga contract's going to be locked up with the Knights mm. by the end of next year. You would imagine. Mm. Um, you know Munster's contract's going to get locked up with Melbourne again. He already has agreed to an extension. Harry Grant's agreed to an extension. All of these young 
rising stars that you want to jump in on their the end of their three-year, four-year contracts, they've already locked themselves in. And when we get to November next year, you're dealing with contracts for the year after, not mm, your debut well, season. You might be doing a bit of recruiting at the Rhino Room tonight, it sounds like. Now, um, <laughs> we're, we're, um, Hopefully we go as good as the Adelaide Rams. Yeah, yeah, look out for, <laughs> look out for the horn. Now, um, Paddy Mills being brilliant, has he? Talk about uh, um, getting him cheap when you think about some of the other – numbers that are being paid in the NBA, like 40 million here. Uh, his seems piecemeal. Well, this is a team, this is my other team, the Brooklyn Nets. At least they know what they're doing when it comes to recruiting. I, I mean, they, they have they have struck gold with this. I mean, they obviously signed Paddy Mills as a six-man off the bench. Um, they knew that he was a pretty good store, uh, scorer, but one of the other reasons they signed him was because of his hustle. Um, defense was a big issue for the Nets last year. And then having the, uh, the vaccine issue with Kyrie, uh, Irving, which means he's not going to play this whole season, has mm. been a huge boost for Paddy Mills's career. He's now mm. a starting point guard for one of, if not the favourite, to win the NBA this year. And they are playing – it's mid-season form. The NBA is the longest season in the world outside of the baseball. So it's hard to be like, oh, they're going to win it all this early in the season. But he is already the – he's the second three-point shooter, second-highest three-point shooter in the league right now behind Steph Curry who is having an MVP level season so far. He's also all time fourth best bench shooter in the NBA, which is ins- it's crazy. Fourth top four best shooter off the bench in NBA history. It's big numbers. I'll tell you someone who is not on fire. And that is that they're, they're chanting fire him. It's the Chicago Bulls coach. What's happening there? Chicago Bears. Oh, Chicago Bears. Sorry. Apologies for that one. Yeah. The Chicago Bears. I mean, who wants to be a coach in any sport? Yeah. Um, the Chicago Bears this morning, they just beat. And when I say just beat, a field goal in the last 15 seconds to beat the winless Lions, a team that has not had a win <laughs> in uh, nearly 20, over 20 games. Um, they have not won a game. They only just beat them with 20 seconds to go. Uh, Matt Nagy is the is the coach there. He's been under fire all season. They've had very poor decisions, one of the worst offenses in the league. They've got a rising star quarterback. They're going to make a change at the end of the year. But their fans are so furious <laughs> with Matt Nagy that they went to his son's American football, like little league game, or right? I was high school, high school game, and started chanting while his son was playing, fire Nagy. It got so big <laughs> that you could hear it through the school broadcast while people were watching this game and they had to have some people removed from the game. Jeez, Chicago fans coming and bullying his child <laughs> because they want him gone. That isn't the only America, only in America file. Is it? Yeah. Will you get the chance to go down to uh, the Chateau Tanunda in uh, the Barossa Valley and get out to the Star of Greece at Wollonga? What, what, Mate, what I'm you, flying Jetstar. I'm not getting to the Barossa. What are you talking about? <laughs> I tell you what, I, I did get an upgrade. I did get an upgrade for Virgin. I'm buying Virgin down, Jetstar back. I tell you what, getting business class on Virgin. I mean, that's it's just great to be able to sit down, I, isn't I, it? I tell you what, you won't find any virgins at the at the Rhino Room, mate. Mate, from experience, get your horn on the Rhino Room tonight with Jack Wicker, <laughs> buddy. Travel well, enjoy. Your, yeah, that's like feeding strawberries to pigs. You up the front of the Virgin flight. You just you enjoy it, my friend, and we'll get your report on uh, South Australia, mate. It's just going to be great to uh, feel what it's like to earn eighty k a year. Whoa, big time. <laughs> hey, enjoy, mate. Have a good weekend, Chad. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is former Olympian John Stephenson. 
All right, he's back, the world traveller, the Marco Polo of the Olympic Games, ladies and gentlemen. We have former runner John Stephenson. It is John Day, officially John Day Friday. How are you, Steph? Hey, what's going on, Timmy, mate? I think it's all caught up to me finally, man. I got jet lag. You're sounding low. You're standing low in your... The staff's low. Honestly, I'm doing a lot, Timmy. Oh, no, it sounded tough. Every time I spoke to you, you had to walk outside of a restaurant or something and put the wine down. It sounded sound like a really difficult time for you. So I really, you know, there's part of me that reaches out to you. Now, come on, Lift, give me just, I don't even want a few minutes of energy, John, just like you're going to run around that track. What about Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton? This is a ding-dong, Johnny. Isn't this turning out to be a battle? Formula is quite boring at the best of times, but this World, this world Championship race is turning out to be absolutely brilliant. And not only that, the Constructors' Championship between Red Bull and Mercedes, it's only separated by a thing like five points, and the Drivers' Championship separated by, I think, Eight points now, you know, mm. um, going into two, two more Grand Prix left for Qatar and Abu Dhabi coming up. Um, Lewis has been, you know, I mean, you've got to give it to him, you know, like at one point Verstappen was 16 or 18 points ahead um, to such a phenomenal drive from last year, Brazil at, at Interlagos. He then goes to the Qatar Grand Prix, wins out hands down easily off of pole. Um, it just did just a magnificent drive, but then you know Verstappen, you got a you got a group penalty. I think he started from sixth place um, in the first lap. He was up to third. So um, I think they're the two standout drivers in the Formula One season. I, I can't wait for these next races. The next race is in Qatar on the sixth, mm. uh, the same same weekend as Bathurst. So um, if you're a motorsport fan, you're going to have an absolutely banging weekend. So, uh, but um, look, it's uh, it's really shaping up to be uh, one for the ages. Yeah, amazing. Now, what about Bathurst, Johnny? Um, a bit of sense of normalisation. Lots of people are saying to me, we're heading to Bathurst. Lots are going for the entire week. They've got their campsites and their caravans ready to put up uh, on the mountain. Um, and look, there should be some cracking racing. I'm quite flat to me because I... <laughs> I was one of those idiots that forgot to book his hotel room. Now I can't get a room up there. Oh, you know, really? So, um, yeah. So because you know, those that those that know, I mean, scrambling for a hotel room in Bathurst on Bathurst weekend is just is just painful, man. And, and uh, you can't get that caravan back you took last year, John's caravan. Well, yeah, I was. That's what I thought. I might have to go. Let's go. Uh, you know, courtesy of Jaco. You know, the good friends of Jaco might have to jump back in the caravan and, and do the Griswolds trip again up there, but. No, um, Bathurst is going to be absolutely epic. I'm throwing a wild card there. I've been talking to Barry Ryan quite a bit from Erebus Motorsport, and we saw young Will Brown win his first race um, at, at, in Sydney uh, with, with the with the Sydney Super Sprint rounds, whatever they had, whatever they called, or whatever they made up to salvage their season. And um, and, and I, I kind of think if, if if Will gets it right. I think Erebus can be a look-in to win Bathurst. I think they won Erebus have won Bathurst before with David Reynolds. Um, they know how to win the great race. Um, everyone's talking Red Bull. I think look that you can't you can't you can't deny that Shane Van Gisbergen is the standout in Red Bull and what they're doing, you know, um, down at Triple uh, A Racing. And you know, Jamie Wincup, this is his last Bathurst. We know he's you know, he he can put his name down as one of the greatest, you know. VA supercar drivers of all time, Jamie Wing Cups. So, you know, they've got a well or team down there. And, and you can't forget about um, DJR Racing um, and what they've been able to do with young Anton Di Pasquale. He was super fast in Sydney. And I think, you know, they've got a good driver lineup and it's going to be quite inter- interesting with Will Davison and supporting 
um, in the same team with Anton. But uh, it's just so good to have motorsport back. It's so good to be back at the mountain. I'm glad they didn't lose this race. I think it's just, it's one of those, you know, you got Mel, I always said this, you got Melbourne Cup that is a race that stops the nation. My Bathurst is almost part of it. You know, there's part of our sporting fabric that if, you know, it's almost like the Boxing Day test in cricket. You sort of need Bathurst to be on, you know what I mean? Everybody sort of knows what Bathurst is about. And it's funny, I was in Dresden, um, in Germany when I was traveling and anytime I speak to anybody in motorsport, um, even when I was in Bahrain, uh, I went to the Formula One track Mm. and the CEO of the track started talking about Bathurst. So, you know, as an Aussie, that's a really proud thing when people know, um, you know, know a sporting event, especially um, if you're a motorsport fan that they recognize Bathurst is one of the the all-time great races around the world. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, just quickly, we are looking at this fight, Sonny Bill Williams against big, bustling Barry Hall. But bustling has been injured by staff. He's been in the SAS and he's gone down as a casualty. So the time's ticking on this one. Well, you see, Tim, you know, the SAS is not for everybody, as you've seen. You know, um, you know I, I, I really walked away from SAS, you know, in, in good health, in, in complete shape. And, you know, I, I look up to Barry Hall because I think he's an absolute animal. So if he's gone down, I mean, what does that make me, Tim? This must be immortal, you know, if you look at it that way. So, um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I, it's going to surprise you I don't, but that's okay. Yeah, I just, but I knew you wouldn't be surprised because you know me quite well. You claim, you know, you always say how close of friends we are, but in all seriousness, now, um, no, this is a great fight. Um, I think they're both pure boxers. Barry Hall can box really, really nice. I love how he moves, mm. and so can brother Sonny Bill. Um, yeah. I think this is a better fight for Sonny Bill than Paul Gallon, to be honest with you. I think, I think Paul's a lot more dangerous mm. than Sonny Bill than what. Than what Barry Hall is, so I think this fight will go ahead um, once you know once once Barry recovers. But um, between you and I, um, a little birdie has asked the SAS champ Johnny Steph maybe to be on the undercard of that fight. So uh, wow. we, we will stay tuned. Breaking news: John Stephenson going up against question mark. Bum 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 bum, mate. Always good to chat. Great to have you back. And let's talk next week. We'll do. Thanks, brother. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today, of course, to Shad Wicker and to John Stephenson and our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And a big Friday thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back next week with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys, because I'm going to. Take care.